Warning, this show contains childish adult content and is intended for immature, mature audiences. Listener discretion is advised. The views spoken are hours and hours alone, not those of any other bugger. If you're easily offended, we strongly suggest finding another podcast. Everybody neat and pretty, then on with the show. Welcome to another edition of Disaster Dark. I am Nick, as per usual, and I'm joined by three of my favourite people in the Disney world. Uh, Miss Boston White. Hi. Oh, wow, look at that. Enthusiasm. So uh, enthusiastic. <laughs> Mr. Paul Dolan. Hello. <laughs> Channeling his inner ear. <laughs> love it, love it, love it. And finally, Mr. P. Dubs himself for Washington. Buongiorno. Ah, buongiorno indeed. So, it's been a long week, I think, for everybody. How is everyone feeling at the time of recording? Much better for speaking to my favourites. Ah, and Chris Ripley's not even here, so that means even more. Love it. Uh, Well, I'm hoping you, dear listener, are not feeling the same way that we are. And if you are, hopefully this next, however long this podcast is going to be, will help cheer you up. Um, now, before we crack on, we start the show each and every time in pretty much the same fashion with a round of What Are You Drinking? And I am going to start with P-Dubs. Just having a sneaky Jack Daniels tonight. <gasps> oh my days! What's up yeah. to the training regime? It's still going. I've only got a few weeks left now, so I'm not going to improve any at this point. <laughs> That's the spirit. That's the give a shit spirit we want. That is that is the spirit as well, Jack Daniels. Yeah, oh, yeah. I'm. Um, yeah, I know. I know what you mean like I've been on a diet for about four weeks now, I think, and um, I've dropped weight, which is which is good. But there's been a couple of times on Friday, I had a terrible blowout. I went into London, which I don't do very often nowadays and um, decided to go and salute the colonel while I was there I had a healthy option from the colonel but I still did that and then um, I called uh, my wife on the way home and she said I've been really busy today I haven't got anything out of the freezer do you fancy getting a pizza on the way home and I was like oh I didn't really have the heart to tell her that I'd had uh, the colonel for lunch so uh, we ended up visiting Papa John's in the evening so that was an absolutely terrible day, but um, I think only the the third time I'd had junk food in about a month. So I I forgave myself and just ate better the next day. So it's all good. It's all good. Sometimes you've got to let your guard down a little bit. Speaking of letting guards down, Mr. Dolan. Yeah, well, I'm uh, <clears throat> I'm on the mend, so uh, I'm only drinking tea tonight. But I am drinking out of a, a Disney mug that I got in Florida. What, what so there is a connection. What's mm. new mug? It's um, it was a set of uh, Mickey's coffee brand, but this one is Donald. This is the yellow one. Oh, anybody okay. knows those? Okay. I saw some um, some uh, highlighter pens 
that the designers the bins of Disney World. Have you seen those? Depends. No, no. They're, they're seen like salt and pepper. And... Yeah, we got the we got the salt and pepper ones a few years ago. Actually, um, we've just never used them. We like them too much. They're just on the shelf. But um, they've released a set of highlighter pens that look like the, the trash cans as well. They're quite uh, they're quite fun if you like that, that kind of thing. Uh, Boston. Um, one second. Oh my god! Go. How's your back after that? <laughs> so what I'm drinking today is different, and on the can it says pronounced incorrectly since 1947. So I don't actually know how to pronounce it, but I'm going to say old. It's Primark. Yeah, it's Primark. It's not Primark. Um, old, old moat cider. Old moat cider. It's old moat. Mr. Dolan's a big old fan, moat. aren't you? Yeah, yeah. Well, I'm drinking the passion fruit and apple version of that. Good choice. Yes. Well, I've got a, uh, I've got quite an important day tomorrow, so I am just on the soft drinks. In fact, it's it's flat soft drinks. So I'm going to do this right next to the microphone. (laughs) The world's smallest little fizz. (laughs) With the last remains of um, some cherry Pepsi Max, so yes, I'm being a, a good boy this evening. Uh, so cheers, everyone! But cheers. Uh, yes, we've done the drinking part of the show, so now on to some newsy bits. So, Mister D, I'm going to hand over to you. Yeah, well, it <clears throat> seems to be dessert parties are the theme of the week, really. So, and particularly in the studios. So now they've got uh, a dessert party. Well, they had a dessert party for the Star Wars Galactic Spectacular. Yep. But that's now being extended to include the movie Magic Show, which occurs just before the fireworks. Okay. So you get desserts and themed speciality drinks, um, but quite pricey, really. $79 for adults, $45 for children. Wow. Yeah. But that isn't that isn't all of it. So then there's uh, holiday dessert parties returning to the studios. Okay. Uh, the jingle jingle bell jingle bam. Try saying that when you've had a few. <laughs> jingle bell jingle bam. Holiday dessert party. Um, that starts on November the seventh. Um, and then uh, let's see. That one is the same price. Well, seventy nine to eighty nine dollars for adults, forty five to forty nine for kids. And then, if that is if that isn't enough, then you got uh, the Fantasmic Dessert and VIP viewing, um, which is another dessert party with VIP viewing of Fantasmic. And but that one is only a mere thirty nine dollars for adults and nineteen dollars for children. So that one is is definitely a bargain. What you get for that? Just like. One of those little 99p McDonald's ice cream cones. Uh, it says it says a range of desserts and uh, cheese and crackers, and <laughs> also yeah, a bit random, and uh, and also uh, like a speciality cup and a drink, and I think it can be I think there's an alcoholic option with that as well. Hmm. So that one does sound better value for money, but obviously, Fantasmic's been around for a long time, so. Hmm. Bit different from the uh, from the other ones, um, and so all of those in the studios. Uh, but then, 
in addition to that, you've got in the Magic Kingdom a happily ever after dessert party. Um, is it, well, that one really is, is has been there, but it's extending. It's uh, it's for and locations, and that one is fifty nine dollars for adults, thirty five for children, or if you're in the Plaza Garden area, or if you're in Tomorrowland Terrace, it's $79 and $47, respectively. So lots and lots of different dessert parties. Have any of you ever ever done any of the dessert parties? I've never done one. No, no I mean... I've... Sorry, Amanda. No, I haven't done any of them. I was just going to... I mean, that was the question I was going to ask, actually, because... Um... Our Craig is out in the world at the moment. Um, yes, and he did he do the Star Wars, the Star Wars one, didn't he? Did he? Yeah. Did he do the dessert? Yeah, party? I think so. Yeah, I think he posted ah. a couple of videos, didn't he, the other day? Did he? Okay. Did he? Yeah, they were. Yeah. Um, sorry, that's an old joke. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm sure. Yeah, he did. He did post some pictures, uh, videos of it, didn't he, on the YouTube channel? Yeah. Um, I, I mean, I've never done a dessert party. I think. The last time I was there, Cosmic Rays had a dessert party, but I think that was the only one I was aware of of at the time. Um, This is my take on it, and I'd be happy to obviously hear everyone else's. I think $79 for dessert is extortionate. Now, looking at Craig's video, there was a lot of variety, a lot of variety there. At the Star Wars one, um, but I still can't get my head over it. Like you're not going to eat eighty dollars worth of dessert, and none of the desserts looked like they were anything really special. Like there was cupcakes, and there was uh, there was some kind of um, was it like um, it was some kind of ice cream thing they made in front of Craig. That it looked like they did with um, nitrogen. So you know when it kind of yeah. goes all weird. Um, yeah, that's what it looked like. I'm not sure what it was, but that's what it looked like on the video. Um, mm. And I think there was some like blue milk type dessert thing as well. Um, so the wealth theme, don't get me wrong, and you you had some characters walking around. I don't think there was any meet and greets in there, uh, but they had stormtroopers walking through at one point. Um, it just sounds like an awful lot of money for dessert, though. I mean, paying eighty dollars uh, for like a set menu of like, you know, like a, a two or three course dinner, I think it's quite expensive. I just think you're paying really not for dessert, but for prefer- preferred viewing. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I think that's probably the the big benefit, really, isn't it? Because mm. you certainly aren't getting. Plus, mate, you don't need it. No, I, I'd argue you don't need it. Yeah, I, I don't. I don't think so necessarily. Um, I mean, you know, if there's a preferred, obviously you'd be in a preferred area, so you might get a better view than trying to get there early and, and fight your way to where you want to sit. Um, but unless you're kind of like on a raised terrace or something, which maybe you are, I don't know. Um, you're probably not going to get that much of a better view. I mean, I, I think a lot of the, the places you can sit in Fantasmic you get a good view from anyway um, yeah so but I mean that one that's the only one I'd probably consider to be honest because of the price point 
Yeah. You know, it's half, then it's, half the price, isn't it? It is, yeah. Then, as, as Paul said, you know, Fantasmic, if you get there early or if you sign up for the Fantasmic dinner package, mm. um, which, you know, you, you're getting a full meal then as part of that package, then you get preferred viewing anyway. So, uh, yeah, I think it's. I think it's only good value if maybe you are really limited on your time and you definitely want to see whatever that event is, whether it's the fireworks at the Magic Kingdom or or the Star Wars one, and you've maybe got like one shot at it. And so this is a way of guaranteeing that you're going to get a good spot because you know it is really um, it is really pretty random the experience you have if you just go and wait in front of the castle you know we've had experiences which have been great and then we've had other ones where like two minutes before the show starts the six foot guy in front of you hoists a kid on his shoulders or he's got an ipad and he films the whole thing from his ipad or you know so if if it's important to get a an uninterrupted experience then you've got a better chance at the firework parties because they they don't pack them in i've you know i've seen them from a distance and there is space to to enjoy the show. They probably they probably don't have to pack them in because they probably don't fill it up. <laughs> yeah. No, um, I don't think they do. I mean, but I mean, there's nothing to say that you wouldn't get the same thing there, surely. It's possible. It's just I guess it's more less space likely. As yeah. Well, yeah. Okay. Um, I mean, the other thing, and I'm. Uh, this kind of goes back to say I said before, but looking at dessert party, and I don't know how busy it was. I mean, there was obviously other people there when when Craig was there, but I don't know how busy it actually was. But there was an awful, awful lot of food, and yep. it just kind of made me feel a little bit uneasy because I did think how much of that food is wasted, or even worse, I suppose in some ways. How much of that food is being used for the next the next show? Um, yeah. Oh yeah. Oh okay. Yeah. No. Not 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 eating. If people want to eat, that's that's their prerogative. But, I, was, um, I was I was thinking about Craig in the tangled bathrooms and <laughs> well, give him a good run for his money. But well, I think he he was the next day. Um, <laughs> but you know, I'm not. And the thing is, like, I love dessert. I do like dessert. Um, I just couldn't eat that much of it. Um, I, I, yeah. Anyway, anyway I, think the other thing, <laughs> I think the other thing for me is like you know there are so many good dessert options you've got you know so many good places to go for what I would call a, a proper dessert you know and some of these dessert parties and buffets and things like that I don't know there tends to be a lot of kind of like chocolate moussey type things and mm. cheesecakey type things which are which are pretty boring and you know, they, they were okay, but the sort of things that you you pick out on them, and then later on you think to yourself, mm, I could have probably done better there. Yeah. So I think there's a lot of, you know, I think from a value for money point of view, I'm not convinced, and we've never done one. I'm not saying I would never do one, but I'd probably need to have a good reason, like some amazing show, and I've got one chance to see it, and I want to make sure that it's. It's a really good experience. Hmm. What What about um, you guys, Amanda, Paul? You know, hearing about how much these things cost, um, would it be something that you would look into yourself? Would it? Would you entertain the idea? 
I I can see why people would do them, but personally, it's just not for me. Mm. And I, I would never say that anyone was wrong for doing it. But I, I don't know. I've just never thought that it was a good idea for myself. And I, I'm the same. I, I think it's it's a case of with having a little one. The problem is you can't guarantee that they're still going to be awake at that point mm. when you're looking at these. And and for me, that just seems like I, and you have to obviously you have to pay for it up front and and everything. So it's just kind of like I couldn't risk doing that anyway. Um, but I don't at the moment. I don't think I would. I don't think there's a need to. I think there's ways around it to see it and and things like that. Certainly with things like Phantasmic, as I said, if you're really that desperate, get a fast pass. They're not that difficult to come by. Um, obviously, the fireworks is a little bit different because they don't do fast passes for them anymore. But you're going to be able to see them from somewhere in the park. And and I don't feel the need that you have to be in a certain area. And half the time, these areas haven't got the greatest views anyway. Mm. Yeah, yeah, it's true. Yeah, I mean, the terrace, I think, tomorrow on terrace, unless you're right at the front of that, uh, you're not going to have a great view. The other area in front of the plaza is pretty good, I think. But, um, yeah, questionable value, I think. I mean, again, I supp- you know, I, I, it, there's probably people that it completely appeals to in that they will eat that. You know, they'll eat loads of dessert. But, I, you know, yeah. for me, even if... I mean, when I go to Disney World, and the reason why I've never gone for one of the dining plans... Is because I've I've never been able to justify it because for you to get a dining plan, you'd always have to go into a uh, a moderate or deluxe resort to get a dining plan, and the difference in value between uh, a value resort and a moderate, um, you know, the difference you pro- you pay, I didn't think was was just to get the, the dining plan because that's really what you got to look at. Like, if for example. The difference between a value and a moderate was three hundred dollars. Then you have to work out: Are you going to eat three hundred dollars worth of food? Just, just you know, for argument's sake. I know, mm. I know you're going to get better facilities as well. But to me, the big, the big difference there, more than that, is the dining plan because yeah. the hotels have pools. Um, the rooms will be uh, different. Rooms might be bigger or whatever. But for me, I just want something clean and comfortable. And most of Disney hotels tick those boxes anyway. Um, so that's that's why I've never been able to justify the dining plan because uh, you know I, I use three hundred dollars as an example. It's 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 probably more than that, and it certainly was when we looked. Um, so that that's what you've got to kind of consider. But even without a dining plan, I normally find that I only need to eat twice a day. At Disney, like I have, I'll have two meals. So we'll normally have like a, a big breakfast in the morning to get us going for the day, and then we might go and have a snack or something, rather than Ooh. go and actually have a, a like a quick service lunch, um, yeah. and then we'll have like a, a big meal in the evening. Um, but I just I never get that. I never get as hungry. I think because the Porsches are bigger as well over there. I never get as hungry as I'd expect to. So in Disneyland Paris, I probably would have, I probably would eat three times a day. But in Disney World, I don't feel I need, had the urge to or the need to. Um, and if I was in a dessert party, then I would definitely be 
be skipping a lunch meal to try and make the most of it. But I still don't think, even if I went hungry all day, I'd still eat that amount of dessert. Yeah, no, you'd struggle, you wouldn't know. you? $79, I mean, you could, you could, that would that would be $79 a head. You could go to a signature restaurant and eat a meal, probably at least a two-course meal for that sort of money. Well, so I'm, I think you need to be, you need to be really up for the experience and, and see the show, whatever the show is. It must be, you know, it needs to be really important to you to see that from a good spot without well, a lot of people pressing in against you. Well, I'm thinking when I went to, when we did California Grill and we did that to go and see Wishes, um, I think three courses and a couple of drinks. We didn't have, we didn't have wine, we just had um, some some alcoholic drinks. And I think, you know, including service charge, that was about 220 250 something around that. Um for, for the two of us, and so that was for, for free courses, and then we got to see the fireworks from the pavilion anyway. So if you break that down, that's mm. say it was say it was two fifty. It's one hundred twenty five each, and we got a three course meal out of it, and yeah. you know some of the the nicest food on property. I would say, um, I mean you know it's a, it's a signature experience. I'm not saying it's the best on property, but it's certainly decent food. You know, um, mm. and you got to see the fireworks. Now at the same time. I would be interested to know what it's like now, because you don't. I, I I don't suppose you'd get to really see the castle from there. You're so far away from the castle. I don't know what the effect is like. Uh, you can you can see it, but you're you're side on, mm. and it's you know it's a it's a fair distance away, so it's a different experience. From, I mean, yeah. I'm sure they they do what they used to do, which is like pipe the music through with the delay, mm-hmm. so that yeah. you still, because obviously light and sound travel differently, you still get the the music synced up even from that distance. But mm. you would now be lacking the view of what's projected on the castle, which wasn't so important during wishes because that's true. It was you know they did project on the castle, but because of how it was projected onto the castle and what they projected. Mm-hmm. You could still see it quite well, but now with it all being animated, I wonder how much of it you can see. Yeah, it's a good point because so, it's, it is it is a different experience. Mm. So um, you know, so much more of it is the projection piece. Mm. That's what I mean. Where that's taken center stage. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, that, it does take center stage, but I mean, the fireworks are still obviously very impressive with with happily ever yeah. after. But um, mm. it's the things combined, isn't it? Really, I think. Yeah. So, um, yeah, uh, P Dubs, did you ever do? Um, have you or have you ever watched Dreams from the Disneyland Hotel? No, I haven't. I've I've seen like clips of it when they've been testing new new shows. I know I watched like a video of someone recorded from um, Inventions mm. when they were testing this new show, but no, I've never never watched it from the actual hotel. Because I, I, I think they do the same thing there. I think they pump the music in with the delay. But I just wondered what the the view was like from there. Because again, you're quite a, a far bit away. Yeah. Well, you're you're nearer than you are at the um, contemporary, aren't you? Yeah. Um, in comparison, much nearer. But um, and you're straight on as opposed to being like on the side. But I, I still wonder what the view 
would be like from there. But I know that's that's quite a popular spot to uh, to see it from. And can you actually yeah, see think it, it without dining reservations? Can you just go in the you, hotel and watch it? Or... Yeah, you should be able to. Yeah, there, there must be other views. One of the bridges must you must be able to see. You know where you go down to inventions. There's that bridge across the a park, the park, isn't there? Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. Yeah. So I would imagine you could probably see it from there as well. But yeah. it's the same. They do the same in the the Californian hotels as well. They pump in the music for World of Color and and the fireworks at Disneyland as well. Mm. Yes, that's a tip for anyone. If you um, if you don't like standing outside in big crowds, is that there are alternatives to seeing the fireworks shows at Disney, and you get a very good experience. It's not quite the same, um, but to be honest, I mean, I, I as much as I like being in um, you know Main Street um, or in in the Central Plaza to watch um, Wishes when it was, I had. Uh, a much nicer time watching it from the California Grill because it feels more private and intimate then. So you get a slightly different experience. So, I, would, I mean, you know, I, I would say try and do it from more than one. You know, don't just try and see it from, from one place and definitely try and see it in person if you're only going to see it once. But, um, yeah, there are there are alternatives at the park. So something to kind of uh, bear in mind there. Um, did anyone else want to add to that piece or should we move on let's move on let's move on let's move on so polite Amanda I know (laughs) the Tis After Dark podcast is sponsored by hhnunofficial.com the home of Halloween Horror Nights news and rumors all year round. Find us on the web at www.hhnunofficial.com. So stop the fog machines and clear the cobwebs. It's time for another episode of the podcast that's nearly the same as all the others. Hi, this is Wendy Prater at Magical Journeys Travel, proud sponsor of the Dis After Dark podcast. How can you be prepared for your next Disney vacation? By booking with me. You don't want to be that guy that's stuck in the crowds, waiting in the four-hour Pandora lines and being turned away at restaurants. Contact me at WPMagicJourneys.com. Tell me you heard this ad at Dis After Dark to get $25 off your deposit. Best of all, there's no charge for my services, so hakuna matata, because you will... So, Mr. Day, did you have anything else for us? Um, just another another small piece of news. Um, well, we dragged the, that last the bit out for 20, 20 odd minutes, oh, so we, don't wipe out. We that. did, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so it's got to be good for at least ten. Um, the Muppets Courtyard, which which hasn't been there for very long, that's officially now being replaced by Grand Avenue. So, yeah, the area in front of the Muppets, what was the Muppets Theatre, and that was renamed fairly recently, wasn't it? So that was renamed to be the Grand Arts Theatre. Yes. Still featuring the Muppets. Yes. So 
no plans to change that at the minute. But that whole area is is being rethemed um, as Grand Avenue, which, according to what Disney has said, is um, it's still got a Hollywood type theme, but it's mm. it's a bit of a odd one because it's kind of classic Hollywood buildings in in a modern day setting. So we're keeping some of the Hollywood of the past, but but it's it's contemporary. So interesting to see where they're going to go with that. Obviously, there's a new the new bar is going to open up in that area, and again, that's going to be. Uh, that's going to be themed around the same same sort of idea. Um, so interesting, but they, they, they definitely seem to be dialing down the Muppets in that area. And I think uh, from what I've read about Pizza Rizzo, although it's a supposedly Muppet-themed restaurant, it isn't actually that heavy on the Muppets theming. So these, the Muppets have still got a presence in that area, but it seems like they're, they're changing the theming to be less Muppet and more Hollywood uh, past and present, I suppose. It's it's very odd. Um, we've talked about the Muppets quite a lot on this podcast recently. Uh, Joshua Gillespie, if you're listening, hello. Um, but, you know, it's gone from us talking about the Muppets and saying, you know, how long are they going to kind of keep it for, to them... Adding in that new show in the um, is it Liberty Square where that show is? Yeah, and yeah, so that Liberty was Square. that was fairly recent. Then obviously they changed Pizza Planet to Pizza Rizzo, um, and they've also been around the parts. We see they've had Bunsen and uh, Honeydew mm-hmm. um, on and the Epcot. Yeah, is it the Muppet? Muppet Mobile Lab, Muppet is that what it's called? Mobile Lab, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So that's been going back around the parks. So every time you think something's like, you know, the Muppets are surely going to go away now, and I'm not saying that because, you know, I like the Muppets, so, um, but they seem to do something else. And I, I mean, I don't even know why they, they changed it to Muppet Courtyard because they didn't actually change anything there, did that? Well, they took the balloon down. Which made no sense if you're calling, if you're renaming uh, the theme to, um, uh, if they renaming the theme to Muppets, you'd expect them to add things, not take things away. So that was odd yeah. in the first instance. Um, and then, I mean, Pizza Rizzo was, was been open less than a year. Yeah, yeah I think it was last like last, last yeah, I think it was like September October last year. So. Um, I'd be surprised if they change it again, but at the same time, nothing would surprise me. Now, I'm pretty mm-hmm. sure they said that, the, that Muppet Vision isn't going anywhere, even though they've changed the name of it, and it's to do with theming. Um, but I do think people are a little bit nervy about it. And I'm going to repeat yeah. what we've also said before, which is, I don't really think Disney know what to do with the Muppets. Because they had the first film to kind of relaunch the Muppets, and that was quite a big hit. And then they yeah. did the second movie, and that kind of bombed. Well, I actually didn't kind of bomb; it, it did bomb. Um, then they had the TV show, which they threw all their eggs into one basket for, and got cancelled after a single season. Bearing in mind, got cancelled on the Disney-owned ABC network. Mm. So I'm pretty sure 
that they could have done something if they wanted to. I mean, let's be honest, Shield keeps going on and on, and that doesn't do that great in the ratings. Um, I'm glad P-Dubs have dropped off because he'd probably be yapping at me now. Um, <laughs> but, you know, so, so Disney obviously have some kind of say in these things, but that, you know, that flops, and then they've not really been doing too much of the Muppets. Like, they do, I, I'm, they do some webisodes... Um, apparently, I only know that because mm. the guy that did Kermit for the last twenty-seven years got fired recently, didn't he? He and did. Got yeah. Replaced, and we talked about that. And that guy has started doing webisodes, um, and they do occasionally things pop up on um, Disney Junior. So mm. every now and again, I'm, you know, I might catch a little Muppets thing, but they're not scheduled. So they just—I think it's when they've just got to fill five minutes. They just throw a, a random Muppets bit on. Um, yeah. a bit like a, it's more Sesame Street than uh, like you know the more recent Muppets kind of stuff so it's a bit more educational but they just don't seem to know what to do as far as I'm concerned with it and I think if you are a fan of the Muppets um, you might be getting a little bit antsy about um, yeah. the changes in the studio just in case it does mean that they are going to get rid of it I mean Muppet Vision's yeah. been going now since 1991 uh, yeah I could look up but certainly quite a long time it was um, it was a lasting and I think the reason why it's kind of been going it's always been kept is because it was the last thing that Jim Henson worked on wasn't it yeah I think that was his last voice credit as Kermit um, so there's always been that sentimentality about it but just don't know if that's enough to to keep it going. And I, I you know, I like, I do like Muppet Vision 3D. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, I think the, I think the 3D still works well. I like the, um, the interaction with the audience. Um, so it'd be a shame to see it go, but mm-hmm. when a show's been going on for that amount of time, then, you know. Unless, unless what they're they're gonna do is a new Muppets film. Yeah, and I mean, I mean, like... in the studios, I don't mean at the cinema. I mean, you know, to yeah. replace Muppet Vision. Yeah, I think they could, I suppose. Yeah, well, that would be good. But I think you're right. It's like after the first movie, things were looking good, and they mm. they've obviously thrown a bit of resource at it, and now that it's kind of bombed or hasn't hasn't done as well as they had hoped, you could imagine them. Changing their plans and rethinking their plans, um, but what I think is interesting is that that area isn't just the Muppet Courtyard; it's part of what used to be Streets of America. So you've got to believe that if they're really going to make that theme work, the Muppet that fountain outside is has got to go. And you know, you can imagine that you'd probably only be left with the facade on the theater. Mm. And I think as well, they haven't confirmed if the shop's going. No. No, I mean, I guess you could leave the shop, but... But if they um, get rid of the shop, then that's even that's even less. Yeah, yeah. To be fair, there's not a lot of Muppet stuff in the shop anyway. No. No, you're right. Other stuff has crept in, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. There's just not a lot, a lot of Muppet merchandise, and maybe there's no need I mean one of my favourite bits of Muppet merchandise that I bought um, 
on one of the trips. I can't remember which one exactly, but I got a set of um, Star Wars figurines. Um, they weren't action figures. They did do some action figures later on, but it was just a set of uh, PVC, um, God, about six or something, um, of Muppets and Star Wars characters. Um, mm-hmm. This was obviously before the takeover as well. Um, but, you know, I love that because I love Muppets, love Star Wars. It was a good synergy. But you don't get much Muppet merchandise now. You get you know, Kermit Company toys and, you know, the main characters and stuff. But that's really about it. Um, I think we bought a, an animal drumstick when we last went to Muppet Vision from the shop. But I've still I've still got a set of uh, PVC figures of the Muppet Babies from when oh, I was about five or six that love, my son now plays with. Love Muppet Babies. That's the one, I think that's the one cartoon from my youth that I am sad we'll, we'd never get to own. Uh, because of all the licensing, because of those—I mean, I'm sure Amanda, you probably don't remember Muppet Babies, do you? Um, yeah, I do actually. You do? Oh, yeah. Excellent. So you know, the, the thing with the Muppet Babies, obviously, is that they used to kind of interject them into footage from actual films. Star Wars, obviously, being one of the more famous ones they did, and so for for reasons like that, because they used actual footage, getting clearance for those things is a nightmare. And of course, like back in the eighties and stuff like that, no one really thought about uh, distribution. You know, it was, it, stuff was made for TV. They, you know, VHSs still weren't really um, available to the public uh, at that time. So there was no kind of uh, thought process behind it. And and now, um, I mean, there's there's even certain TV shows would have had to replace the music. I think. Um, I know Quantum Leap was one of those. They had to replace the music in certain episodes of Quantum Leap to like generic music, and in the UK, only Fools and Horses for the same reasons. Uh, Couldn't get say this, Nick, but there is actually a reboot in the works. Is there really? Of the Muppet Babies, Babies. yeah. What on Disney Junior? It's apparently meant to be starting early next year. Is it, it, it was it puppets? Yeah, I think I remember hearing something about this because um, Muppet Babies originally was in uh, one of the early Muppet films. Can't remember if it was the Great Muppet Caper or not, but it was in. But that's where it came from originally, and so they were puppets, and they obviously spun it off into a, uh, a cartoon. Um, I'm glad they're doing something with it, but I wonder, you know. I think personally, I love that cartoon so much. I don't know if it's going to work the same way, yeah. but I'll watch it anyway. Um, but uh, yeah, I just—I like the Muppets. I just wish I knew what they were doing with it, and I wish Disney knew what they were doing with the property as well, because I just don't—I don't, I don't yeah. think they know. It's quite a rich property, I think, but mm-hmm. they just can't seem to get a, a grasp on it. I mean, I started watching that TV series. They did it like. Was it 2015? Yeah. I think it did. And it was good, but I didn't really know who it was aimed at. It, it certainly was... wasn't what you expect from the Muppets. But... No, and it wasn't, and not, and especially not after the films that had just come out as well. No. And so it wasn't really adult enough for adults, I don't think, but it was definitely too adult for children. Yeah. So it didn't really work. 
I think they'd just be better off going back and doing the Muppet Show. Yeah. Like, as they used to do, like a like a variety show. Yeah, they should have mm. just followed on the that first film. Yeah. And just used yeah. it as a spin off. Yeah. To bring the show back. Yeah. I mean I've Ooh. got I've got a I say I've got a, a, a slight soft spot for the Muppets most wanted. Mainly because of who's in it and who directed it. Because I felt bad for both of them. But um I mean if you compare the Muppets Most Wanted to the Muppets I mean, it's just not as good. The songs aren't as good. Uh, I don't think the story's quite as good. There were some good bits in it, but overall, I just thought it was a, a bit of a disappointment. Um, and it was a shame, because I thought that was the start of something new. But like you say, they just... You know, that didn't work. It's like, right, what can we do now? More adult. No, that doesn't work either. So now they're going the complete no. opposite way with Muppet Babies. So... Who knows? But at the same time, I suppose if they if they're taking to a younger audience, maybe that'll be a good way of restarting it. I suppose. Yeah, I guess so. You know, that's Amanda, grow that's the what, audience. That's right, Amanda. That's what they should do. They should do Twilight Zone for um, babies. Um, sure. Yeah, you know, not sure sparkly. But... <laughs> sparkly demons. Um, speaking of um, reboots and stuff. Um, I just thought of something that I was going to talk about, and that is um, DuckTales um, started in America uh, a couple of weeks ago. They showed the first episode of the new DuckTales series for 24 hours. That's all they showed, that on a loop, for 24 hours, just to make sure you didn't miss it. Um, We didn't get it over here, I don't think it's going to start... Well, from what, I've, what I understand, the series will start next year over here, and they'll probably just start... So They won't show the pilot early, they'll probably just start showing it once they've got enough episodes in the bag. Um, which they tend to do a lot. Because for some reason, they don't like the American model of doing things, which is uh, they'll, they'll show a new episode of something... Then they'll have a break of a few weeks. Then there'll be another new episode. So the Disney Channel's over here. Just wait until they've got a backlog of at least a couple of weeks worth of episodes. And then they'll start showing it. Um, But I watched it on on YouTube. Because they had it on YouTube as well. And I think we've all seen clips of it. But has anyone else seen the new DuckTales yet? No. Okay. Um, I quite liked it. It's... It has a similar style of art to the the recent Mickey Mouse shorts. It's not quite the same, but it's that more in line with that kind of animation rather than DuckTales. And it is a bit jarring, because I always thought DuckTales was quite... Well, actually, all the Disney afternoon cartoons in it were all quite well animated. This is obviously cheaper and quicker to produce which is why they're doing it for all their shows because Rapunzel's... Oh, sorry. <laughs> I'm doing my daughter, that's what she calls it. But Tangled, the series, is, is in a very similar kind of style, isn't it? It almost looks like Flash animation. It's not, Yeah. I don't think. But it's it's that kind of more simple animation, which is just quicker and easier to produce. Um, but I, I liked it. You could definitely feel the um, the spirit was, was there of the cartoon. And there was a few throwbacks. Um... And I, th- I think it will. I think it will do quite well. They've already renewed it for a second season, as well. So Disney have obviously got quite high hopes for it. I think they need it to be honest, because 
after um, Phineas and Ferb, I don't think anything's really taken off. They've got a few. Um, they've got a few cartoons on at the moment, but none of them seem to have kind of broken through. And yeah, even, Gravity Falls did all right, didn't that? Gravity. I really like Gravity Falls, but the the thing with Gravity Falls was that the creator had a very, um, you know, ha- had an idea of what he wanted to do and how he wanted to do it and how long he wanted it to run for, and I think Disney wanted more. But he was very much like, this is a, this is the story. This is what I want to tell. And so it had an ending to it. Um, which is quite brave, I think, in some ways. Because a lot of cartoons uh, don't tend to, especially on Disney, they'll just run and then suddenly they just won't make any more episodes. And, I mean, Phineas and Ferb was, uh, I think, a big hit for Disney. And they, they cancelled that or put it on indefinite hiatus or whatever so that had an ending to it as well um, but I mean even the replacements of that um, by the same creators called Milo Murphy's Law um, which I actually quite like similar style of art and a main character voiced by Weird Al Yankovic what's not to like um, but it's not quite as fun I don't think as Phineas and Ferb was there was something there with that cartoon Um so they do need to have something else that's a success, and I mean they've got they've obviously got DuckTales that I think officially starts in September. I think that's when they're going to start showing new episodes, and they've also got Big Hero Six coming up, haven't they as well? Yeah, which I think will start early next year, and again in that same kind of art style. It's not it, you know it looks similar to the film. In fact, does it look like the end credits? Of Big Hero Six. Yes. I think it does, doesn't it? Very similar, yeah. Yeah. So, um, which is fine. You know, I think that looks quite good and, and that would be quite interesting. But I, I think they are starting to think about we need to have some hits because they're probably getting uh, a bit done in the ratings compared to um, things like Nickelodeon and stuff like that. So, but yeah, I, I liked it. The only complaint that uh, my wife had was that Scrooge McDuck sounded too much like David Tennant. <laughs> yeah, in most things, things David Tennant doesn't sound like David Tennant. No, yeah. no, exactly. But I think, I think by that, I think what she meant really was the fact that you know Scrooge has always had quite a distinctive voice, and it's a bit older and it's a bit gruffer than you know forty-year-old David Tennant. He sounded a bit young. I think that's what she really meant by it. Mm-hmm. She didn't mind the fact that he's only Scottish, of course. She's got nothing against the Scottish people, Paul. No. Well, who would? Uh, well, uh, the English back in Braveheart days, but um, other than them, not many. Um, but yeah, that was that was the only thing. But I think you'll get used to it after uh, a while. But um, yeah, I think it's uh, I think it's worth a watch. So if anyone was kind of on the fence, I'd, I'd give it a go. I I enjoyed it a little bit more than I was expected to, if I'm honest. So. Days Ducktales. There are some little uh, shorts available introducing each character, I believe, as well. Oh, okay. Interesting. Are they on YouTube as well, or? Uh, I'm not sure. They're definitely on Disney Life. Okay. Um, they might be on YouTube. Ah, yeah. Yes, Disney Life. So, question I was going to ask you. So, I, I mentioned earlier about 
DuckTales and the Disney Afternoon cartoons. Um, they're, they're the ones that everyone remembers. So, and Amanda, I don't know how many of these you'll, you'll remember, but um, I certainly remember the first one I, I ever loved was Gummy Bears. Yeah. yeah, that was my, my favourite. They bounced here and there and everywhere. Um, DuckTales, obviously. Um, I wasn't ever that bothered about Tailspin. No. I couldn't get my head around Tailspin because it starred Baloo. <laughs> As a pilot. As a pilot, nowhere near a jungle. Oh, okay, yeah, I remember that now. Yeah, yeah. everyone tries yeah. to blank it out, but we, we have to remember. <laughs> um so we had that then we but then we had another one that i liked um because it didn't you know it didn't change the jungle book too much in darkwing duck yeah. i like darkwing duck um and then it kind of they kind of framed for a little bit but then they come with one of my favorites and at first i didn't really get it but once i i got into it i really really enjoyed it and it was unlike any disney cartoon um i think that they'd done to that point and in fact probably since and this is why i asked you about disney life paul because i wanted to see if it's true that it's on there do you know what cartoon i'm thinking of the only other one i can think of from the disney afternoon was chippendale rescue rangers balls i forgot about that no i love (laughs) chippendale rescue rangers and we've talked about that on here before um, and I also neglected Bonkers the Bobcat, who, of course, we talked about as being a rip-off of Roger Rabbit. Um, but no, the cartoon that I wanted to see, if it was on Disney Life, as I heard it was, is Gargoyles. Let's have a look. There's a silence that falls while Paul looks up Gargoyles on Disney Life. <laughs> There's um, nothing on there. That is annoying. I'm sure they said... I'm sure I saw a tweet that said Gargoyles is coming to Disney Life. Maybe they're going to bring all of them back now that uh, DuckTales is coming back. The original DuckTales is on there, but that's the only one. Oh, and Gummy Bears is there. Oh, interesting. Other than that, they're the only two. Hmm. Recess. That was a bit later. Yeah. But yes, I mean, I I liked... I quite like Recess. I actually love Recess. Yeah, it was great. I quite like. I used to watch um, that with the kids. Yeah, it's always the best excuse, though. Oh yeah. See, you had that excuse. My excuse was I was, I had a younger brother, so just because I was too old to watch it, he was allowed to watch it. Therefore, I could. Um, And I actually quite like the Mighty Ducks cartoon as well, even though it was a bit random, because obviously that was a spin-off of the the films. But in the in the Mighty Ducks cartoon, it was a bit like turtles, but with ducks. So they were all uh, hockey playing superheroes. Yeah. That, that, but that, but they were ducks rather than kids from the film. Um, but Gargoyles was quite a, a, a dark cartoon. It was a bit more like, I suppose, like stylistically as well, it was probably a bit more like Batman the Animated Series. So it was, it was more grown up um, and definitely a bit more violent than than anything else they produce um, well ever I don't think they've produced anything like it since and there were rumours for a while of them doing a live action film in the late 90s and uh, doing a continuation of it but um, yeah I really miss Gargoyles but I, 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 I'm going to have to find that tweet now and then complain to Disney Life because I was going to renew my subscription but if they haven't put it on there yet then what's the point 
Is um is Tron Uprising still on there, Paul? Let's have a look. I love I this it was. podcast of what's on Disney Life. Uh, yes, it is. Hmm. Yep. Yeah, I still never both, watched all of those episodes. Films. That's that's another reason to get it because I recorded what I thought was the entire run of it on on Disney XD and it missed some episodes out. So I'm still going to watch those. But yeah, that's another that's another good one that they did. But um, yeah, gargles. Uh, well, how do they do bring it to Disney Life? And and then you can all see how wonderful it was. But fine. Well, Disney Life, if you're listening, get it on there now. Um, you're stopping me paying your subscription. I have to steal it from Craig or something until you do. Um, Mr. D, was there anything else you wanted to bring to the table? Well, we talked about um, additional cost experiences with the dessert parties, but hmm. one additional cost experience that is going away as of tomorrow, I think, is the express transportation option. Yeah, well, that so, didn't last very long, did it? No. No. Six months. Express transportation, we hardly knew ye. Yeah. So, so this was the park to park, you know, from a from a backstage dedicated pickup point, park to park, fifteen dollars per day. Well it was initially. Then they tried to put it up to twenty nine, I think. Is um, it just not working as well as they thought it was gonna? Is it because of the minivans? Yeah, I think I think a combination, combination of both really. Yeah, I think the, I think they the put the prices thing. up. Yeah, and uh, I think that affected it, and then obviously they've introduced the the minivans. Mini- There's also talk that the, the the stop in Magic Kingdom is actually where the new theatre is going. Oh no, oh, yeah. it isn't as well. Oh yes, it is. No, I don't know. I know where it is. It's quite. It's between Buzz Lightyear and uh, Carousel of Progress, isn't it? Yeah, that's the pickup point. Yeah, and the, the, I think that theatre is going to go all the way back, kind of mm. behind Main Street, so it sits behind Carousel of Progress. Yeah. So. Uh, so there we go. Also, Tron will um, be around that area as well, won't it? Mm-hmm. So there's that to consider as well. Um, from people that I've seen online that used it, um, I didn't hear any too many negatives from people that used it, but it always looked empty. Like yeah. it didn't seem to be a very popular option. Now I don't know if that's because it wasn't well advertised, or as you say that the you know putting the price up just made it too expensive for people to consider. Yeah, I think. Well, certainly I read some views on it, and they were just opinions. But I think at fifteen dollars, it was a it was a reasonable value if you were going to park up. But then twenty nine dollars starts to become too expensive and remember that's per person so yeah you know. that's it. if you've got a big family it soon adds up yeah. plus on top of that locals will just drive from park to park yeah or I mean you know obviously they've got the mini vans now M-I-N-N-I-E um, but you, previously you know I don't know if it's still the case but you could use Uber you could just order an Uber and and that would be a lot less than fifteen dollars per person. Well, yeah, I think it's about fifteen dollars from around Universal to yeah, New Yeah, yeah. So it really is uh, excessive. Then in that case, yeah. So 
Go on. Well, I can't say you'll be missed too much, especially no. when there's there's alternatives coming into play anyway. But uh, it just seems odd that it it kind of has come and gone so quickly. Like Disney don't normally lose their faith in something that quickly, but um, maybe the minivans um, they weren't really thinking of those at the time, or they thought it might take longer for them to get going. Yeah, I don't know. Mm-hmm. They, they haven't announced prices yet for the minivans, have they? Yeah, twenty dollars a journey. Oh, so that's even more money, isn't it? Yeah, that's but yeah. that's not per person. Yeah. Right, so, so that's that's for the van. Yeah. Okay. Which can hold, I believe, seven. I'm so, sure I read. That's not many, though. Like, I mean, mm. how many people is Craig out with at the moment? There's eight of them. Yeah, I was going to say. So, I mean, the thing is, so, like, if if Craig wanted to do that now, they'd have to have two cat. They'd have to get two vans. Yeah. I'm not sure, though, whether they... Yeah, they may combine it. I'm sure I read somewhere that if you needed one that was bigger, they'd just charge you the one that price. Hmm. Okay. That's pretty reasonable. Yeah. I mean, there's every chance that they might have a special one that accommodates more anyway. Yeah, I heard they're going to bring up one that features a dessert party. So you get in the van and it's like blamanges and things like that. <laughs> Jelly. Things that wobble as you go around yeah. corners. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Wouldn't surprise me, that'd be $100 a trip. Yeah. <laughs> Eat as much dessert as you can in the uh, the 10 minute journey between uh, yeah. between parks. Um, okay, cool. Was there, was there anything else from you today? Nope. Okay. That was all I had. Amanda? No. Was there anything you wanted to discuss? or? Um, yeah, actually. Ooh. Have we already talked on here about all the new Halloween merch at Disney? We certainly have not, and I've seen a few bits. And I've... Okay, then I am so excited because there's loads of super cool stuff. Mm. So, I've seen, I don't know if the stuff's out in Magic Kingdom yet, I assume there is so, with um, Mickey's Not So Scary starting very, very soon. Well, it's next week, isn't it? Th- oh, is, yeah. it is it this week? It might be... No, wait, was it this weekend? No, it can't have been. It must be next weekend. Yeah, well, I how think so. Yeah. How long's Craig it's Friday. been out there? It's oh, this it's Friday. Friday. Okay, yeah. I, know Craig, I know Craig's doing it. Uh-huh. Isn't he? Yeah. So, I'm assuming that it's out in Magic Kingdom now, but the pictures I've seen are from... Disney Springs. So we've got two new pairs of Halloween themed ears, mini ears. So we've got some beautiful Halloween y, sparkly orange and black ones, which I am so excited about. <laughs> they look so cool. And then we have some black and purple Halloween y mini ears with a, a little mini badge in the middle of them. They look cute, but I definitely prefer. The orange ones. There is loads and loads and loads of clothing. Absolutely loads. Mm. Probably, I'd say, about 30 different clothing items. And wow. they all. All for Halloween. All for, for Halloween. Halloween. Wow. But usually, if I see a bit of Halloween themed clothing in Disney, I'm kind of like, it's it's cool, but I probably wouldn't wear it. I would probably wear 90% of this for once. It's actually really cool designs. There's a super cute purple hoodie 
with like skulls and minis all over it that's adorable and there's lots of new decorations like for a Christmas tree but if you're the kind of person that has a Halloween tree you can put money Halloween tree too that's <laughs> a Halloween tree well I've seen that recently people can't well right I'll tell you a secret in my Liverpool house in my mum's Liverpool house even I have a Christmas tree that I keep up all year round that is breaking news. Yeah. <laughs> and it's pink and it's got lots of glittery decorations on it and there's some Halloweeny things on it, some Christmassy things on it, some Hello Kitty stuff on it. And I just saved time by never taking it down. So you could realistically put a tree up in September and leave it up all the way through until January and just slightly change the decorations. But you don't even have to if you buy a Nightmare Before Christmas ones. Well, I have seen the Nightmare Before Christmas Halloween tree before, so I'm not, you know, the idea of a Halloween tree is not uh, alien to me. I do know that um, people do have such things. Uh huh. But there's so many cool new decorations. So so many. There's some. Um, there's a really really cool Sally from Nightmare Before Christmas shirt that's kind of a mashup of Nightmare Before Christmas and Haunted Mansion. So what? she is, yeah, she's a tightrope walker. It is so cool. And the best one, the best thing that I've seen so far is the wreath from Nightmare Before Christmas with the teeth. Yeah. A giant one. So, like, one you'd put on your door. One you could put on your well, door. Well, you wouldn't put on your door because it would be on your door for minutes before someone had it. I'd put it on the inside of my door. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Wow, that's uh, that is something. I mean, the thing I, I saw, um, I didn't see the same thing as you, but I saw some some video of someone looking around, and uh, I saw the cuddly toys that they do, which they do pretty much every year, don't they? Of uh, the main characters, Mickey and Minnie, they always have in, in uh, Halloween outfits. I know we got one for, I think when when Alice was first born that year we got someone to get one for us uh, I think Mickey was dressed as a, a vampire that year but they always do like Halloween candy toys but they do a really cool mug this year of a Mickey pumpkin yes which is a familiar theme I mean they always I mean we've got a um, trick or treat bucket that's the Mickey pumpkin from when we went the last time uh, but the mug looks really cool and on the back so on the on the front of the mug it's the more traditional Mickey kind of pumpkin face that they put on that merchandise but on the back of the mug it's more like a scary face so it's a li- little bit more um, evil on, on the back of the mug But oh wait I saw one more super cool thing mm-hmm. speaking of mugs the <laughs> speaking to a mug yeah, speaking of mugs, the mayor from Nightmare Before Christmas, a mug of his face both sides with the hat. Ah, they've been doing. Oh god, they've been doing a lot of those. I, I went into the Disney store the other day in London, and they've got a range at the moment of cups which have lids, mugs that have lids. Sorry, so um it's definitely a thing at the moment but i haven't seen one with a lid that would be as tall as that i uh that does sound that does sound really cool actually it looks awesome I do honestly i spend all of my money yeah. in 
and all these shops. Yeah, that that's the pro- that's that's one of the reasons why we like going at Halloween to any of the parks because you do get some really cool merchandise. You get much cooler merchandise in Disney World um, and Disneyland than you do in Disneyland Paris, but um, you always get some really cool bits. And uh, yeah, if I was if I was going out this year, and if I was going to Disney Springs or something this year, where I could potentially buy some of that merchandise, I definitely would be spending rather lots of money on that, and definitely would be uh, buying my wife one of those. But I'm not, so I can't. Um, of course. But uh, I mean, anything not before Christmas. I'm glad that Disney care about it now, mm-hmm. because I mean, when that feel, I remember. When I used to read comics, I remember seeing a poster for it in a comic, uh, for it coming out of the cinema. I had no idea what it was, because this is before the internet, before you could watch trailers online. And I just saw this image of Jack, and uh, the kind of, I don't know what, like the bridge? I don't really know what it is, like the hill thing they walk up that unfell, un- uncurls. Yeah. You know the thing I'm talking about, and that mm-hmm. that that's normally in the post. So it was just that, and it just said Tim Burton's Night Before Christmas. I thought I need to see this film, and it didn't get released in the UK until Christmas of '94. So it was a whole year after, and and some months after it came out in America, and like it, it was hardly being shown. I remember like begging to go and see it, and I loved it, but that was it there was no merchandise or anything that we could buy over here and i think even when it came in america there wasn't much there was some there was some toys you could buy and i remember seeing adverts for the toys and you can only buy them from importers and they were so expensive like and this is like mid 90s you were looking at like 30 40 pound for the jack skellington action figure for example which i can never afford and then i remember about it must have been about 2000 2001 something like that uh, a toy company got the rights to make Nightmare for Christmas toys and they um, re-released them as, like on the same cards that they came out of so it looks like the vintage toys and I remember going to Forbidden Planet and buying the whole lot when they came out and spending a stupid amount of money and they're still all in packaging because I had no way to display them at the time and I still don't now but I love Nightmare for Christmas I was so excited when they started doing merchandise and then Hot Topic heard about it and then, you know, it blew up. But my I've got a little four year old brother and he has been obsessed with Nightmare Before Christmas since he was maybe about one, one and a half. And even in the last few years I've found it really, really hard to get hold of Nightmare Before Christmas stuff in England still. You get you get the you get some bits every every um, Halloween season at Disney stores, but it's normally but just, things, but not much. No, and it's normally things like snow globes. You get the odd cuddly toy. I remember one year, um, my wife bought me an Oogie Boogie like bean bag, beanie bag type thing. When Disney store used to do beanie baby things, um, and I remember seeing like a cuddly zero. But you don't you don't get much. You normally get a Jack Cuddly toy come out. Normally, him and Santa or something. But you're right; you don't you don't get much. You don't get no. Much. So now I just binge buy everything Nightmare Before Christmas that I see mm. in Disney. 
and bring that back. But I did get some cool figures that were kind of like Legos. Kind of. Ah, were these Japanese? Oh, okay, yep. But they they were really, really hard to find. Because I I wanted to obviously get them ones that hadn't been opened. Yep. Um, because I didn't want ones that had like been in kids' mouths off eBay, but yeah, they were really really hard to find. Just so you know, not every toy that goes on eBay has been in a kid's mouth. I mean, it might. Have. <laughs> but but there's every chance. There's every chance. Exactly. I think. Um, yeah, I I I got the, I got some of those. Oh, it must be about ten years ago now, when they they were released in Japan. See what I think it was Nekka that did the action figures as well. I think they um buy the moulds or the license afterwards for the moulds and, and so kind of make their own versions. Because I remember getting them from like I got them from somebody in Japan and they cost me a small fortune because like no like you couldn't buy them and you know shipping costs and everything like that. But it was at a time when I had disposable income, so it was fine. Um and yeah, I got a, I got a set of about five or six of them I think and they're probably the same as what you're talking about because they look like they weren't they clearly weren't Lego but they were that kind of yeah type of figure um I got a really cool I, one year I got a play set of the roulette table Ooh. during the end of the film that had a jack and a and a noogie boogie again never opened I really want to get that back someday but eh, I suppose uh Unless my parents make a miraculous uh, change in their decisions, that won't be happening. Um, and I've also got a quite a large jack, maybe twelve inch tall jack, which has about ten different heads. Oh. So they've got like different different expressions. Because that, have you ever seen how they made the night before Christmas? Yeah. So, like, you know, they had hundreds of heads with, like, slightly different expressions. So this was a selection of those. But then you could you could pose Jack as you wanted him to and, uh, yeah, ju- just have him in the... with the head that, you know, you wanted him to be uh, represented at that time. So that was... that was pretty cool. But, yeah. A lot of love for so Nightmare. The strange thing, though, is that uh, in terms of the actual Christmas parties... It's a different movie that's the main theme this year. Anybody know what it is? It's the what? So for the actual Mickey's Not So Scary Christmas Party, there is a, a movie that they, that really the event is themed around. Oh, no, I don't know. What's that? Hocus Pocus. It's the Hocus really? Pocus villain spectacular. Yeah. yeah, it was last year as well. Yeah. If so, you look at the merchandise, it's uh, it's Hocus Pocus merchandise. That's weird because there's no anniversary bit. for it. No. Like it came out in, what ninety three, I think. Yep. Ninety three. So, I do. Oh, saying that though, I remember when we went to Mickey's Not So Scary in twenty ten. There were three people that dressed up as the sisters from Hocus Pocus. And their costumes were phenomenal. Like, all night long, people were, were asking to have their pictures taken with them because they were so good. We yeah. kept bumping into them. And I mean, they, they were good. And again, I think that's a film, maybe even more than Nightmare Before Christmas, actually, has, has kind of been a bit unloved. Um, because 
there, there's been hardly any merchandise for it so it's interesting doing something with it now there's been rumours hasn't there of a, a sequel but yeah. nothing actually confirmed mm. or nothing in production at least anyway no but, I think uh, that's been Bette Midler talking it up yeah and I'm surprised because you'd have thought if Bette Midler wanted to do it what's stopping them doing it can't cost that much to do a Hocus Pocus film can it well, well, the first one wasn't like a big budget spectacular. No. So, that's weird. Mm-hmm. Let's let's blame Sir Jessica Parker for holding out. Oh, it probably is. <laughs> I thought you were going to tell me off then. Not agree with No, that. you're probably right this time, Nick. <laughs> well, that's the only time I'll ever say that. <laughs> a, there is a first time for everything. Because, as we know, a man who doesn't know what the best Space Mountain is by far. Yes, I do. <laughs> <laughs> uh, P-Dubs, was there anything you wanted to uh, discuss before we finish? Yeah, one that I think may possibly make you cry, Nick. Oh, uh, God, it's Tron 3 cancelled again. The Electrical Parade has now finished forever. It's done at Disneyland and is being packed away. I will say this openly and honestly on this podcast and not everyone will get this and that's fine the electric light parade to Disney parks is what Terry Funk is to wrestling and what that means is they can keep saying it's retiring they can keep saying it's going away forever it will come back I I am not convinced that the electric light parade has gone forever. I really don't. Um, the fact it's going in storage and not being smashed up suggests that anyway. Well, well, we, they wouldn't say that, I suppose. No. <laughs> they, Apparently, it was in fairly poor condition when it arrived in California. Well, that's what the and Floridians took a lot do. of work. Oof. You know what? I mean, I love the electrical light parade I've, I've always said that and I think a lot of people I mean it was the first parade I ever saw or certainly the first parade I ever remember and I think it's such an iconic parade and such an unusual parade it sta- it's really sticks out especially if you're young and I mean who here hasn't seen it in person I'll say now yeah yep see it silence speaks volumes um, so I think we you know we can all say you know it was great or whatever at the same time ooh that's a funky sorry not at all I liked it um, at the same time I think it would be good to get a more updated version of it and I think Disneyland have already got it yeah in Paint Night yeah and that's it I mean I, There'll always be something about the first, and you know, if all they did was they created a museum piece out of a couple of floats or something, I'd be happy with that. If they did what I think they did last time, which was they sold the light bulbs off, didn't they? Yeah. They did something like that. That'd be nice because uh, you can have a piece of the, of the history or whatever. But it's not getting any younger, is it? It's been going for what forty years. Was it just the 40th anniversary yeah. of it or something? So, um, yeah. Uh, it's sad, but there are worse things, I think, 
maybe I've just got a bit old and I've come to terms with it and accepted that it's not going to be around forever. But it's still a shame because it is, you know, I, I have I have really happy memories of it. But I just can't see it's gone forever. I, no, you know, even back. yeah, and even if they, even if it comes back as like the electrical light parade version too, and everything's brand new and they've just done the lights differently or something, I can you know see that happening. But I can't see them never doing an electrical light parade again. Like you say, Paul, you know, they've got Paint the Night, which is a variation of the theme anyway, isn't it? Yeah. So. Oh, they even use the same music part of it. Oh, do they really? Yeah. Oh. And the the opening spiel is basically the same. Fair enough. But I do think... I do think Disneyland Paris needs, needs it as well. It needs something like that. It does, I, but I, I don't do, really. see them spending the money. No. No, I suppose. Not at the moment. Yeah. No, you could be right. If they were going to get one, it would have been for the 25th. Yeah, I suppose they put their, their eggs in the basket of uh, illuminations. And, but, that, and that's yeah. why I can't see it coming back to Disney World either. Because with the, their 50th coming up in a few years... It'll be something new. Yeah, I think possibly, you're right. Possibly, or they'll wheel it out again, Terry Funk style. One of the two. Um, I, they're just actually. They were, I was just about to wrap up, but then I remember something myself. Actually, um, a friend of mine uh, that I work with, who sometimes listens, like hi Stuart, if you are. Um, he asked me uh, about um, booking a trip for oh his son was interested in going to Disneyland Paris uh, a bit later on this year so he said oh you know what are your tips for having a look and, and everything like that so I had a quick look for him and uh, just to give you an idea of how I think inexpensive anyway it is to go to Disneyland Paris sometimes I had a quick look at what he, he said about the end of October so I had a look at the end of October and the beginning of November because obviously they, that's when Christmas starts and this year just in case you're interested 11th of November is when Christmas kicks off which is a bit later than it has been in the past I think I've been there on like the 3rd of November and it's already been Christmas So, um, but I had a look Halloween um, to stay at the Santa Fe I just looked at the cheapest options was uh, £800 or something for two adults although children under seven went free um, but if you wanted to go in November, I got that down to four hundred and thirty-four pounds to stay at the Santa Fe for two adults and two children under seven for four days, and I thought that was pretty reasonable. Not bad. I mean, it's not. Yeah, I, mean, I've, I, I, I have stayed slightly cheaper than that myself, but. I thought that was a really good price. Uh, three mm-hmm. nights, four days, £434. It was. Um, and I looked at Euro, I looked at the Eurostar as well, because that's how he said they wanted to travel. And even now, for those dates, I could get £38 return on the Eurostar each way. That's really good. So that's what, uh, just under £80 each. Return. Mm-hmm. So, and especially like you know, kids under four as well would be able to go on on laps. 
that was. I mean, they, there were only two adults going, but because of the, it was just the offer that it was children go free as well. Um, but I thought it was really good. Mm, yeah. So for yeah, like less than too. less than six hundred pound for uh, for two adults, two kids, I thought that was reasonable. So I don't. I mean, mm. I, I've seen sometimes people like finding trips for like a thousand pound at like Santa Fe or Cheyenne and asking if it's a good deal. But you can get some really good deals, and I think you know. Bearing in mind it's you know middle of August now, November's not that far away, and normally the price goes up as it gets nearer. So have a look around. That was with Disney Direct. Um, so you might even be able to find cheaper deals than that, but I I don't think you'll find it much cheaper with park tickets. But uh, deals are out there, so if you're contemplating, definitely uh, definitely have a look. Coming up to Christmas, uh, and that's all I had. So just before we wrap up, was there anything else from anyone else? Nope. No. Nope, nothing from me. In that case, I will say thank you very much for joining me. Uh, thank you, dear listener, for uh, listening to this podcast. If you don't already, please subscribe. If you do subscribe already, cancel your subscription, resubscribe, <laughs> then cancel, then resubscribe again. Does help our iTunes number for some strange reason. Um, and also leave us a review. That also helps and it's always appreciated. Even the bad ones, which we do get from time to time. Um, although I always like to challenge those people but they never want to respond um, speaking of which Universal After Dark flying up the charts yes I'm so proud and so much thanks to everyone who's been listening and everyone that's been interacting in the last week with me and the rest of the guys I've had so many messages about Men in Black and oh, how really? people just think they're going to kick my bum on it <laughs> all, the, all the best tips given away um, do you know how many places higher we were than uh, our friends at UUOP? I'm not too sure. I know we were definitely above them. So, uh, Lee, Tracy, Co. It's on you now. Um, but, yeah. but we have an episode on Wednesday and Luke's coming back on. I know that everyone loved when Luke was on, so we happy to hear he's coming back on Wednesday. And Luke's just brought out two whole... Halloween Horror Nights videos of um, Benny Scarzons in the park. And of course, typically, as uh, P-Dubs pointed out in the group chat just after UA <laughs> Universal After Dark came out, that uh, we recorded the episode and then mere hours later they announced a load of uh, scare zones. Yeah, Chris infected us with that scare zone curse. <laughs> so... Goddamn Chris Ridley coming back, you're not invited anymore. <laughs> you are, Olivia, you're my bestie. He's, he's, he's on Wednesday's show. Um, so I'm assuming that's what you'll be talking about this week is the is those new scare zones. Yes, Excellent. we're very excited. Mm. Yeah, they did uh, they did announce some good ones. Cool. Well, please listen to Universal After Dark as well if you don't already. Um, it's like this, but about Universal. Um, that's it for us for this week. Um, next week in the UK, it's a bank holiday, so I don't know if we're going to reconvene later that week. We might even have a week off. I don't know, guys. Ooh. We'll have to see. We, may, uh, we have may have some Craig audio. Yeah, uh, we have definitely for it. we definitely have for Patreons. Uh, I'm waiting for Craig to finish all of his audio, and I'm going to put that together. I'm not. I think Craig might be putting some out on here as well. Um, 
but either way yeah there might be a little a little episode for next week I don't know depends if I can be asked to do any work I'm actually on holiday next week so um, I'm only on staycation mind you but even so so we'll, we'll see you might get a whole episode you might get a Craig special you might get nothing you'll have to wait and see but until next time thank you and we'll speak to you again soon bye bye I'm Mary Poppins y'all yeah boy <laughs> thank you for listening to this show if you would like to support us and the other After Dark Podcast Network shows please visit our Patreon page at www.patreon.com forward slash disasterdark that's p-a-t-r-e-r-n dot com slash disasterdark as well as supporting the show there are other goodies available including badges and soon t-shirts available as a thank you for your support Podcast.